At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody. Thank you for joining me here on this Thursday, August 10th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Just eight games on the betting board for today. Four of them have already started by the time you're hearing this show. So it is a day with a lot of day games out there in Major League Baseball. Not much we can do about it on these Thursdays. Got everything done as quickly as possible with some of the other stuff that I had going on this morning. So did the best I could to get it out quickly. Hopefully you were able to check out that article, which is available Monday through Saturday over at vcin.com and the podcast here Monday through Friday as well. It's been a week since we've put out our 2023 college football betting guide. If you haven't gotten it yet, it's because you're not a vcin pro subscriber. If you're not a vcin pro subscriber, today is the day. Sign up, check out the subscription option options available over at vcin.com slash subscribe you'll get our refreshed second version of our nfl guide which will come out the last week of august that's going to have a lot of best bets going into week one and into the season from our vcin writers hosts and other personalities associated with the network we'll have uh some contest strategy pieces we'll have some team page updates in terms of what we've seen in the preseason things to watch for things like that so it's going to be a nice little guide to get you ready for week one and the start of the season. If you haven't checked out our June 29th release of our NFL betting guide, you get that as a VSIN Pro subscriber as well. So sign up now. Check out the subscription options that are over there. You're going to get a lot of bang for your buck if you do that over at vsin.com. All right, one game already in action. The Braves have already scored. It took about six minutes or so against the Pittsburgh Pirates to jump out to a one nothing lead. We got other day games as well. Not going to spend a whole lot of time on those. I did write them up over at vcin.com. If you are a pro subscriber or if you've got some of those free page views left, you can check that out. I will run through those very, very quickly here, though, just to give you some background on those games. But Probably have some new listeners of the show here of late. So there's a couple of things I want to tackle here first. I mentioned expected ERA earlier in the week. That's a stat from the guys over at Pitcher List that has now been applied over at Fangraphs and in other places, including Baseball Savant. 
just looking at what a pitcher's expected ERA should be based on the quality of contact he's allowed, his strikeout and walk rate, the home runs he's given up, stuff like that. So expected ERA, pretty good indicator of whether or not a guy is in line for some positive or negative regression. I talk a lot about FIP on the show. That's fielding independent pitching. That is a run estimator using strikeouts, walks, hit by pitches, and home runs. The thought process behind that, those are things a pitcher can control as opposed to a batted ball hits somewhere in the direction of some fielder. Well, it either gets fielded or it doesn't, and the pitcher really has no say on what happens after the ball leaves the bat. So that's the concept behind FIP. I talk about things like left on base percentage, BABIP, batting average on balls in play. Strikeout percentage is a big one. That's the percentage of strikeouts per batter, percentage of batters struck out by batters faced. So that's a better stat than something like K per nine or just counting up regular strikeout numbers, stuff like that. I wrote earlier in the season over at vcin.com a glossary of the stats that I use. It was also in our 2023 MLB betting guide. If you're new to betting on baseball, if you're new to the show, if you're new to some of these advanced concepts, I encourage you to head over to vcin.com and look for that piece. Uh, it's, I'll link it in my daily article tomorrow, uh, but I encourage you to go check that out because there are a lot of stats that I use to handicap that maybe people aren't going to be as familiar with. And these are things that you can apply to player props and derivatives like first fives and stuff like that as well. So a good glossary to kind of give you a baseline of what to think about, or at least the things that I'm talking about here on the shows. And it hasn't been my best baseball season by any means. Uh, there's been a lot of things going on, but you know the picks just haven't really worked out as well as I had hoped. Hopefully we finish strong here with the season, but it is a lot of stuff I've used in the past, a lot of stuff that I've kind of modified from the past as well, but a lot of it using those advanced metrics, the analytics, the saber metrics, stuff like that to handicap. So if you're unfamiliar with some of those terms, you can check out that glossary or you can reach out to me at Skating Tripods on Twitter or email me aberk at vcin.com if you want to know about any of those metrics. All right, let's roll through some of these games here. We'll start with the National League, as always, going to the American League. Two plays for today. Uh, a couple of things I like. I wouldn't say I love them necessarily, but I did think that they were worth taking here today with the small cards. So taking a look at the Braves and the Pirates, as I mentioned, the Braves scoring right away in the first inning off of Bailey Falter. Falter, a left-hander that the Pirates acquired recently from the Phillies. 513 ERA, 473 FIP, and 40 and a third with Philadelphia. Only one start so far for the Pirates. Gave up one run on six hits. Has already allowed a run here in this start so far. For Bryce Elder, I've got some concerns going forward, and I've had concerns throughout the course of the season. He's got a low strikeout rate. He gives up a lot of hard contact, but he is an extreme ground ball guy. And that's allowed him to have some success. But recently here, his strikeout percentage is down to 17.6%. He's only got 13 strikeouts in his last six starts, covering 30 innings. Lowest fastball velo of the season last time out. Seems like he may be wearing down a little bit. Fatigue may be a bit of a factor. He did throw 159 innings last season and has thrown 132 this season. So maybe it's an underlying injury, something like that. Maybe it's a dead arm period. I don't know. But Elder hasn't really been as sharp. So didn't want to fade him today with the Pirates. Tough to fade him going forward because of the Braves' offense, but maybe some opportunities to play some overs in his starts as it looks like he may be wearing down a little bit. Nationals and the Phillies. Patrick Corbin, Aaron Nola in this one. This is one of the late games, 640 Eastern time, although rain 
a factor all over the East Coast once again here today. Nola is a big favorite up in the minus 255 range, total of nine for this one. Nola's had some issues, though. He's given up 12 runs on 17 hits in his last 10 innings facing the Pirates and the Royals. He's allowed 11 homers in his last seven starts, dating back to June 28th. The problem, of course, here with Washington is they hit lefties way better than righties, and Aaron Nola is right-handed. But Nola, you know, he's one away from tying his career high in home runs allowed, which came back in 2019. And if you remember the 2019 season, there were, I think, four or five teams, maybe six, that broke the previous all-time record for home runs in a season. The ball was very, very juiced in 2019. So for Nola to be on pace to set a career high in home runs allowed in either this start or his next start in all likelihood, that is not a good thing for him as he heads into free agency here at the end of the year. Strikeout rate is down 4% this season. That's pulled his FIP down or pushed his FIP up, I guess. Left on base percentage, just 65%. He hasn't been super sharp. If I had any faith in Patrick Corbin whatsoever, may have taken a shot with the underdog nationals here. But for Corbin, last eight starts, 548 ERA, 568 FIP. He's given up 11 homers in his last 47 and two-thirds. 503 ERA for the season with a 634 expected ERA. Also, that Nationals pen, as I talked about yesterday, some guys that aren't used to getting a lot of work have gotten a lot of work here recently for the Nationals, especially in high leverage situations. So nothing for me in this one. And of course, as I mentioned, rain a bit of a factor. Do have a play in the Rockies and the Dodgers game, so we'll bypass that and head over to the American League. Hunter Brown and Dean Kramer, the Astros looking for a sweep of the Orioles. The Orioles have not been swept in 75 consecutive series so that streak on the line here today this game is pretty much going off right now as it gets underway but a couple of things I wanted to touch on quickly Dean Kramer's given up 23 homers on the season here strikeout rate is up but his home run rate is way way up from last year he's thrown one third fewer of an inning going into today's start than he did last year but he's given up 12 more home runs 23 this season 11 last year So Kramer's had a pretty big home run issue. So has his rotation mate, Tyler Wells, but they've still kind of been able to get by. And for Kramer, about a 5% strikeout percentage increase this season. So that's why he's been a little bit better. For Hunter Brown, he's had some problems with strikeouts here of late. He's only struck out 12 guys over his last three starts. Needs to work on that. Needs to get back to getting some more whiffs. Does have a 407 ERA, 392 expected, 386 FIP. Home run rate's a little bit high for him, 18.8% home run to fly ball percentage, but he's also a 54% ground ball guy. So, you know, for Hunter Brown, it's going to be interesting to see how he finishes out the rest of the season. And he's like a lot of guys around the big leagues this year with big innings increases that we do have to pay a little bit closer attention to as we go forward. Let's tackle one more game here and then take a short break. It is the Twins and the Tigers, Kenta Maeda, Reese Olsen. In this one, Maeda and the Twins, $1.65 favorite, total of eight and a half. In this one, we've seen a lot of, we saw a lot of runs yesterday, especially early in the game. Our under eight and a half never had a prayer in that one. The two teams went eight for 19 with men in scoring position. And if you remember a couple of days ago when I had an over, the teams were like two for 16 with men in scoring position, something like that. That's pretty much what dictates a totals bet in Major League Baseball. Do the teams get the hits when it counts? Yes or no? Yesterday in the game between the Twins and the Tigers, they did. But what was interesting about yesterday's game is that 
Bailey Ober didn't pitch well, gave up five runs on 11 hits in his five innings, but also struck out nine. So the Tigers, who have scored 15 runs in the last two games, have struck out 19 times combined against Sonny Gray and Bailey Ober, but had three runs off of Gray, had five runs off of Ober. So they're making the most of their hits, making the most of their balls in play when they do put them out there. I would expect Kenta Maeda to have a good game from a strikeout standpoint today. 422 ERA, 339 expected, 345 FIP in his 59 and two-thirds. However, since coming off the injured list on June 23rd, 247 ERA, 306 FIP, 58 strikeouts in 43 and two-thirds innings. So Maeda throwing the ball really, really well since coming back from his injury. Reese Olsen, 494 ERA, 495 expected, 429 FIP for the Tigers, but he's throwing the ball better than what those numbers would suggest. 62.3% left on base percentage. That should go up as we go throughout the rest of the year. His strikeout rate is fine, 21.9%. Could be a little bit higher uh, based on kind of the quality of his stuff, but a guy that's at least promising for the Tigers going forward. That's about all they can ask for this season. Let's take a short break, and we'll come right back on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, In the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, we're back here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very much appreciated for this and all of the shows here in our VEASAN family of podcasts. guess I probably should have tackled the other day game here with Alec Manoa and Noah Syndergaard between the Blue Jays and the Guardians. Blue Jays put a $1.40 favorite, total of 9.5 in this one. Probably should have tackled that before the break, but 
look, I mean, it's not like there's anything actionable in this game with the timing of the podcast, but I want to say this series has been ridiculous. Six runs total between the Blue Jays and the Guardians here. Back-to-back one nothing victories. Cleveland getting it a couple nights ago. Toronto getting it last night. Had Toronto on the run line. They win one nothing. Gossman was fantastic, but the Blue Jays just, all they got was a George Springer first inning home run, and that was it. They didn't score again off of Logan Allen or the Cleveland bullpen. Probably won't get a one nothing game here. Uh, Cindergard two starts with Cleveland, 11 and a third innings pitched, only three strikeouts out of 47 batters faced, six runs on 11 hits. He's given up four homers. Righties have hit him very well this season. The, the Blue Jays should snap out of their offensive funk in this game, but, you know, it's baseball, so you never fully know. As far as Manoa goes, since coming back, 12 runs on 21 hits and 25 and a third, 426 ERA, 548 FIP. A lot of hard contact. He's walked 14 guys. Still doesn't look very good, to be totally honest with you. Still surprised the Blue Jays didn't do more at the trade deadline. They certainly should have. They definitely should have gotten some starting pitching help. Didn't do it. We'll see if that hurts them in the long run. But uh, I don't think we get a one nothing game here. And, and quite frankly, by the time the podcast is over, we, we may not have a one nothing game in that one. Uh, the Royals and the Red Sox, left-hander Austin Cox getting the call for Kansas City. James Paxton goes for Boston in this one. Cox, 27 and two-thirds innings, 358 ERA, 505 expected, 370 FIP. High expected ERA, 12.6% walk rate, 45.2% hard hit percentage. That's an example of expected ERA looking at some of his metrics and saying he's very lucky to have a 348 ERA. The walk rate is high. His contact quality against is pretty high. He's a fly ball guy, but he's only given up one homer in 111 batters faced. We'll see if that changes here today. He hasn't worked more than an inning and a third since July 3rd, though. So I can't imagine he'll be pushed all that far. He hasn't pitched since Friday, so maybe they try to get three innings out of him, something like that. Kansas City also needs a starter tomorrow. So we'll see if they make some kind of roster move in advance of tomorrow's game. But it'll be a Jonathan Heasley or a James MacArthur, somebody like that, who winds up being the bulk reliever here uh, for Cox in this one. The Red Sox are sending out James Paxton, 360 ERA, 325 expected, 407 FIP, 14 starts, 75 innings, three or fewer runs allowed in 11 of his 14 starts. And the Red Sox, a massive favorite in this game, minus 250 out there with a total of 10 and a half. And the Royals have been better offensively, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, uh, basically here in the second half since the All-Star break. But Paxton, a tough customer there at Fenway Park. All right, let's get to the two games I got plays on here for today. This one's going to take a little bit of an extra explanation, so bear with me on this one because it's not a bet I've used throughout the course of the season yet. So it'll be something for you to learn on today's show and also to learn how the hell to find it at the sports book of your choice. So the Rockies and the Dodgers. Ty Block gets the start for Colorado. Clayton Kershaw making his return for the Dodgers. The Dodgers are an extremely large favorite here, as high as minus 375 out in the market. Total of eight and a half in this one. This is Clayton Kershaw's return. He has not pitched since June 27th through six one-hit innings against Colorado at Coors Field, interestingly enough. But Kershaw didn't make any rehab starts. So he threw four innings in a sim game earlier this week. I watched the media availability with Dave Roberts after that sim game. He said 
He threw four innings. I think he got to about 60 pitches. Uh, one of the reporters asked, is this behind him? Is this behind Kershaw? And Roberts paused and he said, I don't think I would, you know, he basically, I'm paraphrasing here. He basically said, you know, we're at the point where I don't think that this is solved, but Clayton is pretty pain-free. So the Dodgers are not going to push him at all whatsoever. They lead the NL West by six games. They lead the Brewers by six and a half games for the second bye because I don't think they'll catch Atlanta, who has the best record in the National League. So the Dodgers really have no incentive to push Clayton Kershaw any farther than they have to here. They have effectively two months to get him built up to where they need him to be for the postseason. So if he throws four innings in this game, I think that's probably it. I'd be surprised to see anything further than that, and they probably shouldn't push him any further than that. My guess is that Ryan Yarborough is in a piggyback situation here today because Yarborough threw 63 pitches on Saturday, and you don't really want to blow up the bullpen if you don't have to at the start of a series, even if it is against Colorado. So my guess here is that Kershaw goes four innings, Yarborough maybe throws three or four, something like that, and then we'll see what happens with the higher leverage innings. Now, as far as Ty Block goes, 485 ERA, 662 expected, 450 FIP in 26 innings pitched. However, he's made three starts here uh, of late, and he's allowed four runs on 13 hits, only six strikeouts in 12 and two-thirds, but he's faced the Marlins, the A's at home, and the Cardinals. The Marlins and the Cardinals are two offenses that hit lefties quite well. So Ty Block has been effective as a starter here in this recent short stretch of starts. So with Kershaw not working a full game, with Block being at least somewhat effective, with the Rockies kind of figuring it out to some degree on the bullpen side, and the Dodgers just with no reason to really push it with injured guys like a J.D. Martinez, uh, Max Muncy's been banged up recently as well, Clayton Kershaw, of course, coming back off the I.L. You can bet something called an alternate run line. Now you've got the regular run line, plus or minus one and a half, but Sportsbooks offer alternate run lines as well. And if you look at Colorado today, you can get the Rockies plus two and a half runs at minus 115. And I think this is a bet worth making. So you got a total here of eight and a half. So you've got something of a lower scoring expectation here. And I will grant you, yes, the low scoring expectation is with Colorado facing Kershaw. But again, Kershaw is probably only going to throw four innings here. And I don't know how sharp the stuff is. And I don't know where the velocity will be. I'm a little bit surprised he didn't throw any rehab starts at all. He may not be very sharp. And if nothing else, he's not going to work all that deep into this game. So I think when you look at this game, the Rockies plus two and a half is worth it. What this means is they'll have to win the game, lose by one or lose by two for this bet to cash. But I do think there's a good chance of that. So Rockies plus two and a half minus 115. If you go over to DraftKings on the game lines page, you can look at alternate run line. If you're using a different sports book, you may have to dig a little bit. But the Rockies plus two and a half minus 115 is a play for me here today. And I will designate that as an alt run line uh, in the tracking sheet, which you can get the link for in that daily article. The other play that I've got here today, the Cardinals and the Rays, Matthew Libertor, Zach Littell, in this one down at the Trop, Rays $1.80, $1.85 favorite, total of 9.5 in this one. Libertor, interestingly enough, was originally in the Tampa Bay Rays system. He was part of the Randy Arozarena deal 
uh, back in 2019 or 2020, whenever that deal was completed. Uh, but Libertor here, back at the big league level, because of the trades that the Cardinals made, sending off Jordan Montgomery and also Jack Flaherty, he has not had a good season here. 693 ERA, 765 expected ERA, 526 FIP at the MLB level, 12.6% strikeout rate, 9.8% walk rate, and 37 and two-thirds. Just came back, made his first start in a little over a month, gave up five runs on six hits to the Twins, only struck out one of the 25 batters that he faced, and the Twins strike out a ton, and they've struck out a ton against both righties and lefties here throughout the course of the season. So I think Libertor, the fact that he didn't have any swing and miss stuff against Minnesota is a very, very bad thing heading into a start here against the Rays. As far as Littell goes, the Rays, you know, they, they find pitching. They do creative things with their pitching. 404 ERA, 459 expected, 349 FIP. Five starts spread out throughout the season. Last two starts have been his two longest outings. Two runs on 11 hits. But when you look at Littell here, only five strikeouts in those 11 innings. On the season, he's allowed a 50.9% hard hit percentage, 9.5% barrel rate. I don't think he's sustainable as a starter here for Tampa Bay. They may not have a choice with Shane McClanahan now out for the season as well, but I don't think he's a capable starting pitcher for this team, and I think the Cardinals can jump on him here. Also, the Cardinals' bullpen, you know, they traded away Genesis Cabrera, traded away Jordan Hicks. They used six relievers, I believe, in yesterday's game. The Ray, Actually, the Rays used six relievers in yesterday's game. The Cardinals' bullpen weakened by some of those trades. I like the over 9.5 here. You could find even money, over 9.5 plus 100 in this Cardinals and Rays game. So that's one play for me today. And then the other play is that Rockies plus 2.5 at minus 115 only the eight games on the board so not a whole lot of options not a ton of things to pick from but those were the two that i got here for today so thank you so much once again everybody for listening to vista daily baseball bets please make sure you rate review subscribe five star reviews always appreciated for this and all of our podcasts head to vista.com slash subscribe and check out that college football betting guide as well and i'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of vista daily baseball bets at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.